All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pinkies Down podcast. Uh, today, we are lucky enough to be joined here uh, with Dick Vandershaft, uh, the Associate Coast and Marine Conservation Director. Uh, hello, Dick. Hello. Um, Dick, I would love it if you could introduce yourself to our audience. Okay, I'm still Dick Vandershaft. I'm with the Nature Conservancy. I'm the Associate uh, Director for the Coast and Marine Program uh, here in Oregon. And uh, I've been here with the Nature Conservancy for many moons and really enjoy my work. I do all sorts of fun things here at the coast, uh, primarily working on conservation, no surprise, in the salty world, primarily in the ocean, but also somewhat in the estuaries as well here on our really diverse coastline. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for everything you do, Dick. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. yeah, as I myself and a lot of uh, fellow Oregonians and folks from outside of Oregon uh, love and enjoy spending time at our Oregon coast, uh, we want to keep it as beautiful as ever. So uh, we appreciate you and everything that you folks do. Um, so with that said, to, to start us off, um, let's let's begin here. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, we're going to talk about marine protected areas today. I'm curious, and I'm sure our audience is curious, can you tell us what what is marine protected area? Sure. Uh, a marine protected area is really uh, an area, just as it sounds, a designated site that's typically uh, in the ocean. Um, usually it, it abuts land, but it doesn't have to. It could be out there in the open ocean, but it's usually abuts land. And uh, it, it protects uh, all sorts of the resources that are contained within it. So it's the fishes, the, the bottom habitat, the, the seaweeds that may be there. So all these different things in different ways. And there's all different kinds of marine protected areas in that um, some actually uh, prevent all sorts of extraction, fishing, and, and any kind of development. These are usually called a marine reserve. That's the, that's the strongest kind of protection that, that okay. we would see. Whereas other ones have uh, other sorts of limitations on, on certain kinds of fishing poten uh, potentially, or maybe they'll say there's no ocean development of different kinds. And nowadays we're seeing a, a lot of interest in the ocean for energy development, these sorts of things. People have heard about offshore wind being developed on the East Coast and it's being looked at here in the West Coast of the US as well. So um, a marine protected area could actually, uh, actually be designated and say no development as well. So um, in some ways it's an open-ended designation that it is what it, it's, it's designed as one way or the other. Awesome. Well, thank you for shedding a little light on that. I know, you know, sometimes we hear and see things just as a, as a, as a beach goer and a, and a traveler myself, we see things out there in the wild and we, you know, are curious about it. So I think it's always good to be conscious and, and have a deeper understanding of some of these things um, with a better understanding of marine protected areas, diving deeper into a more specific spot, uh, the Cascade Head. Could you could you speak on the the history and the story of uh, the marine protected area out there at the Cascade Head location? Yeah, sure. Um, Cascade Head, as as you probably know, Cascade Head uh, is actually a well known uh, big headland on the Oregon coast, right in the central coast. And uh, the headland itself was actually purchased by the Nature Conservancy way back in 1966. So we actually protect the headlands, this big grassy prominent headland um, that overlooks the Salmon River. And uh, so it's been a nature conservancy preserve for, for all these years now. 
And um, the one thing, of course, that we always have known as we went up hiking there and, and protecting the headland for this, this unique grassland there right at the coast is that we were not protecting the ocean, which is, is just this dramatic feature, of course, to the headland. But it was one thing they sort of gnawed at us, but we weren't the only ones who it was, it was uh, affecting or bothering or thinking about. But there are many people who were realizing and coming to realize that ocean protection was something that needed to be pursued much more strongly here in Oregon. So uh, in the early 2000s, the governor uh, directed the Ocean Policy Advisory Council, a bunch of citizens groups, who citizens who advised the governor to come up with a process to, uh, to protect um, special areas uh, along the Oregon coast and the, the marine environment. So these were, again, MPAs. So this went through a usual process, took about 10 plus years. And eventually what, what happened was um, five areas were, were up for proposal for designation of which Cascade Head, offshore of Cascade Head was one of them. And then there were um, a citizen panel that were evaluating the site of Cascade Head this took like a year, and of course, there's lots of contentions about these sorts of things. Uh, but that finally uh, wound its way through the process, made a recommendation to the Oregon legislature. And then in 2012, um, there were five sites that were designated along the Oregon coast, of which Cascade Head was one of them. And the Cascade Head itself, there's actually a marine reserve. So that's, again, that's the, the strongest kind of protection that sits there. Um, it, it prevents any sorts of extractions. You can't take any fish from the site. You can't take any, any uh, uh, seaweeds. You can't do any development at the site, these sorts of things. And then surrounding the marine reserve, this highly protected area, are a series of three, or this marine reserve, there are three marine protected areas. There's one on the north side. There's one to the west, um, out in, farther out in the ocean, then one on the south side. And these allow different sorts of, of take, if you will. They allow, usually they allow fishing at some level, some uh, sustainable fishing and these sorts of things, but they still prevent any kind of development for um, any sort of bottom development, whether it's gonna be for marine renewable energy or whatever the case may be. So they're still highly protected. So now we finally have at Cascade Head, not only the land-based protected area, which is again, the Nature Conservancy Preserve, but we also have the ocean-based protected area. And then finally at Cascade Head, um, the United Nations way back, probably in the, um, in the 1970s or so, they initiated and set aside the, the land-based area as, the, as a Cascade Head Biosphere Reserve, which is the uh, international designation. So Cascade Head really has both the land and the sea uh, protection that's going for it now. So it really is this huge, complete package, which is really cool. Wow, what a yeah. what a special place! Wow, it's a really special that, place. Yeah, I that is just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I honestly, I've, I've been, you know, to Rhodes End and and gone uh, about uh, since I was in college. I graduated at Oregon State, um, go Beeps in two thousand ten, and I this is all news to me. So I, I love hearing about this, you know, quite literally in the front backyard, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's so fascinating, but wow, that really took quite a long period of time to mm -hmm. establish then. Yeah, it took a long time. There were a lot of meetings. There's a lot of uh, contention about these things because again, they are, right. 
setting aside an area that's excluding uh, these these traditional uses, which were fishing and, and such. So it took a lot of meetings and people to make some agreements and compromises going forward, as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, the Cascade Head again. The, the offshore area is very well known as, as, as having the largest um, offshore reef, Celeste Reef, uh, along the Oregon coast. And so it has some really uh, pretty high sustained fisheries that are occurring there in the, uh, as well. So the Marine Reserve, again, excludes any kind of fishing. But again, at the south end and north end, the marine protected areas that, that bracket the, the actual reserve area, those do allow hook and line fisheries. So that is, again, pretty sustainable. And Oregon has pretty well uh, regulated fisheries in general. So these areas will be, will be protected for a long time in, in a good way. That's fantastic to hear. That's, That's cool. really good. It's also, it's like, yeah, it is really cool to hear about, you know, people still being able to, uh, I, I know some of the, the fishing families have been around forever you know and so some of those so those individuals and families being able to continue to you know earn a living and and continue what they do i think is really important as well like all of us trying our best to live you know in harmony quote unquote i know that's probably used too much but we can try well that's that's amazing dick we i i appreciate that uh we all appreciate that um i think we covered the importance there um that's that's fantastic. So I guess to go a little bit more granular now, after after hearing all that information, as as just general visitors such as myself or other folks and families that want to go visit Cascade Head or other parts of the Oregon coast or you know just coastal waters in general, uh, how can how can myself and and we as a collective just be more mindful? What are some things that would would be recommended? Yeah, that's great. Um, well, I think I think one thing. Remember again, um, there are five marine reserves. With and each of them, they typically have uh, marine protectors that that are associated with them. Um, they span up and down the coast, and so I certainly encourage people to go and visit these sites. They're really interesting sites. Each one is a little bit different. They span from the south coast at Redfish Rocks near Port Orford, which is way down the south coast. Many people don't get down there necessarily, but it's, it's, incredibly, it's an incredibly cool site. It's much different, um, but you can get down to these sites. You can enjoy the beach there. Um, you can get out into the water, whether you're a surfer or if you're a swimmer or a paddler, there's ways to get at the in the water there at these at many of these sites. So I certainly encourage people to um, visit these five sites and to and to enjoy them and to think of them. They're kind of they're really like a national park. You go to a national park and you may be, not be able to get to all the park necessarily, but just the feeling of being at a national park at these sites. Is really is a really a special feeling, and the same thing uh, I think holds true for the the Oregon uh, Marine Reserves and the marine protected areas here on our coast. Just getting down there, um, a lot of people have come to me and say, "Well, how can I just go there and enjoy these sites? The Oregon Ocean is cold. What if I'm not a surfer with a, a strong wetsuit?" They say, "You just take your shoes off, you wade down to the water, and you're in the marine reserve right at that instant when your toes are down there." just starting to numb off in that. So you can certainly go and enjoy these sites. Um, on the North Coast, many people enjoy the Cape Falcon Marine Reserve. They go to Oswald West State Park, which is, uh, of course, a hugely popular uh, park here in the North Coast, um, almost to its detriment. But it, it's a place that many people visit. There's over a million visitors a year there. So these sites are accessible. Um, oh. They're all special. 
I encourage people to go there, enjoy them various ways, go hiking. You're overlooking into the ocean. You can be in the ocean if you, if you have the wherewithal. So um, just go and enjoy them. That's the most important thing to do. I love it. Yeah. I, I truly love it. Uh, all these, all these places, I definitely few of them specifically I hold near and dear. So I yeah, sure. enjoy hearing the, the zeal. Um, well, with, with being mindful and keeping mindful is, um, you know, some of our listeners, uh, thankfully for you that are out there listening right now, I appreciate you. We appreciate you um, that aren't necessarily based maybe at the Oregon coast, maybe they're inland, or maybe they're based outside of Oregon, uh, Oregon, Oregonians who have, who have left and lived other places. Are there ways that, you know, in my notes here, I wrote down help, but are there ways that we can continue to educate ourselves or, or help uh, folks like yourself in the nature conservancy, or just in general, get involved? I feel like that's a really good way to, you know, put one foot, the best foot forward. Yeah, sure. I think I think uh, if you are uh, if you're traveling, if you're local, you can certainly visit these sites. You can participate in various things here at the sites. You can maybe help with the monitoring program at the, uh, one way or another. You can actually go to a site and maybe help with a uh, a regular um, beach cleanup type of a process or something. But if you're not even local, you can certainly. I mean, nowadays in the wonders of digital. Uh, media, you can keep up on these sites in some ways. You can, you can certainly. Some places have have uh, videos you can you can watch, or you can certainly uh, read through the um, through the agency websites and things that are tracking these things. The Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife is the manager for the marine reserves here in Oregon. They have a great website. Um, in some places, they actually have live stream videos going on. So there's a lot of ways to keep up on that. And finally, I certainly encourage you to support myself, the Nature Conservancy, and our, my organization. But there are many organizations as well that are that are uh, looking at supporting and, and working hard at protecting the ocean. I mean, the ocean is is obviously hugely important to our to people. It's hugely important to our livelihoods. It has amazing cultural significance that we're just beginning to better understand finally. I think that I think we're going to see in the future some marine protected areas come forward that are strictly being set aside for cultural reasons, which is really neat to see this this new added uh, diversity of, of importance for these sites, not just just beyond the the protecting of biological diversity that, that I'm I'm focused on in my organization. But certainly I encourage people to um, support organizations that are trying to do the right thing for the ocean and um, to uh, certainly stand up for them when it comes to to um, talking to your representatives, whether one way or the other, say, hey, these, these are important to us. We need the ocean and we want you to do everything you can for it. That's right. Give them a yeah. holler. Awesome, Dick. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I, we appreciate it a lot. Sincerely, we really do. Um, everybody here at Union, myself, obviously, um, I, I I don't know what I'd do without the Oregon Coast, to be honest with you. It is definitely a, a place where myself and a lot of uh, people that are close to me go uh, to, to regain a sense of balance. And so I think the, the least we can do is our best to protect it and, and keep it, um, you know, the, the beautiful place that it is. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dick. We appreciate it. Um, everyone out there, we'll drop some links in the bio so you can, so you can go check out everything that we had a quick chat about today. Uh, be sure to check out uh, the Nature Conservancy. Get involved if you're interested or at least look into, you know, 
all the amazing things that the Nature Conservancy and, and Dick are doing out there. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening as well. We really appreciate it. Bye. Hey, thanks for the opportunity.